0: Live from Tokyo, Japan, this is a special edition of the third hour of today at the Olympic Games. Good
1: morning and welcome. It is the third hour of today. It's Wednesday, August 4th. I am Dylan here on the plaza with Al, Chanel, and Jenna. Craig, of course, standing by in Tokyo. Craig with that smile on your face, how you doing?
2: I'm great. And, and every morning I love it when you give me the day because that's that's the only way I know exactly <laughs> what day
3: it is.
1: That's right. yeah, that is true. My right
2: right right sure. time is Wednesday.
3: I don't know, it, but you slept but
2: you don't through it. Feel it at all. I, I did not. But if I it, I was the only one. Was it too much sake? <laughs> no.
3: Tell the truth.
2: <laughs> I no, I just I sleep so hard yeah. after after i with you guys.
3: <laughs> you're doing a lot. Daytime,
4: nighttime, it's all blurring together.
2: It is all blurred together. I, by the way, guys, in just a minute, I am going to be talking to an Olympian who just made history on the wrestling mat and her emotional uh-huh. interview after that match went viral. And let me tell you. She brought the energy to the set. Because uh, <laughs> you know, it's like it's like 10 o'clock here. Yeah. When, when Tamira Minsa stock rolled in here, everyone perked up. So we are very, very excited to talk to our new gold medal winner.
0: That's right. Can't wait to chat with her. we also looking forward to chatting with Lindsay Ziarn. She's here. Of course you happen to know. Yes.
2: yes. Oh, look at that cute
3: couple. We should play the newlywed game. That's right.
0: She <laughs> happens to be Craig's. Craig's a better, much better half. Uh, and, and she's hosting her own Olympic show. It's unlike any other you've ever seen before. And, and we're going to find out if uh, Lindsay's going to pressure Craig to bring home something really cool <laughs> other than a t shirt from Tokyo. I love and that. not one that. of those NBC Tokyo t shirts. <laughs> yes, yeah,
3: don't just bring that home. T Yeah. Maybe a cat. Get the well, maybe no, they could. One of those lucky cat. Also, oh, our earrings. Okay, also, <laughs> we are bringing <laughs> you <laughs> a, a, <subtle> <laughs> <head>. <laughs> a taste of Tokyo right here on the plaza. Some traditional Japanese recipes, including a crispy chicken dish which cannot be beat. Y'all, we're going to eat. Yeah. Yum. I'm looking forward to that. spill it right. <laughs> all, <right>. all over <laughs> no, I hope not. <laughs> we have bibs today. That's all coming up this hour, but let's send
4: it right back to Craig there in Tokyo. There's a lot of action to talk about this morning, Craig.
2: Yeah, there is indeed Chanel, NBC's senior national correspondent, Tom Yamas, once again, on top of all of it. Uh, all we of got it. track and field, we got baseball,
5: we got basketball, so much happening. You got every sport. You got table tennis if you're into it. Uh, there have been some really exciting races with U.S. athletes who are both teammates and rivals. We have an update in the men's 200-meter. This just came in, and also this morning, we're learning more about what it took for Simone Biles to make it to that balance beam, training at a secret gym in a Tokyo suburb where she worked on her comeback. Simone Biles back in her element. Biggest name steps up to the balance beam. Confident and poised to leave Tokyo on a high note. The gymnastics superstar striking the right balance. A routine that will resonate for years. Her smile nothing short of a 10 as Biles nailed her highly anticipated return to Olympic competition. Earning a bronze medal that, for her, was as good as gold. The now seven-time Olympic medalist sitting down with Hoda after the record-tying win.
6: I'm proud of myself for the way I pushed through and even learned that dismount that I haven't done in years um, and just put up a good set. That's all I really wanted. I wasn't expecting to walk away with a medal or anything. I just wanted to go out there and do it for myself, and I did.
5: Passing the baton to track and field. Sydney McLaughlin is bringing it to Dalila Muhammad. A Team USA showdown in the women's 400-meter hurdles. Sydney McLaughlin running at a blistering pace to beat her own world record and defending Olympic champ, Dalila Muhammad. The exhilarating finish awarding the 21-year-old McLaughlin her first Olympic gold. Was there a point where you realized, oh, wait a minute,
2: I've never done it this fast before.
7: (laughs) You know, I know that every single time the two of us step on the track, it's gonna be something fast, so you're always prepared for it, and uh, it's just one of those special moments that you really can't plan for.
5: And ready, set, Mo. A teenage triumph in the women's 800 meter. A thing Mo from Trenton, New Jersey, is an Olympic champion. 19-year-old Athing Mo, the daughter of Sudanese immigrants, bringing home America's first gold in the event since 1968.
7: I wanted to come out here, execute my race, be a gold medalist, and make history for the U.S. and also for African-American women.
5: Such an amazing finish for Team USA. And just minutes ago, the men's 200-meter final took place here. Two Americans made the podium. Kenneth Benardic and Noah Lyles took silver and bronze. And one more note from track and field. Allison Felix has already made history by qualifying for her fifth Olympic Games. The six-time gold medalist finished second in her heat of the 400-meter semifinals, earning a spot on Friday night's final. So we look forward to that. Craig, over to you.
2: All right, and our senior national correspondent, Tom Yamas, there, breaking all of it down for us. Tom, thank you. Today is a historic day for wrestling. First-time Olympian and Team USA wrestler Tamira Stock, becoming the first black woman to win the Olympic gold in her sport. She dominated the women's 68-kilogram freestyle wrestling final. And you may have caught that post-match interview blowing up online with her own Sam Brock on Tuesday because she she became overcome, not with just emotion, but pride.
7: I'm feeling very happy and I keep trying not to cry, but it keeps happening. And I just wanna go into a dark room and just cry. Uh (laughs) It feels amazing. I love representing the U.S. I freaking love living there. I love it and I'm so happy I get to represent U.S.A.
2: And we are so happy she is with us this morning. Tamira Mintz's stock joining us live, sporting that new hardware. How are you doing?
7: Oh, my gosh. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm tired. I would imagine so, to me. Yeah,
7: like, I stayed up for, like, 10 hours. Maya, my training partner, helped me do my hair. So uh, after I won the medal, I did not go to sleep.
2: I mean, here's the thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, only there's only, first of all, been other one other woman from the United States that's won the event. You're the first black woman to ever win the event. What does that mean to you?
7: That just... It, basically, what it means is I'm on uh, the track record. When I was in high school, when I first started wrestling, I was the first ever state champion at our high school, like ever out of any sports. And then when I went to college, I was the first national team champion in wrestling. And so it's kind of of an honor to be the first black woman yes. <laughs> I'm like there's a pattern here what else can i do what else can <laughs> you do what's next uh, be the first d1 black women's college uh, like coach i yes. don't know like,
2: uh, the sky's the limit let's just keep going i, I read that, that you said after the gold that in your wildest dreams you knew that you could be an olympic champion what uh, how where did that confidence come from
7: um, I guess the natural ability I had when I first started wrestling. Like, I, The first year I started wrestling, I was in 10th grade, and I was the runner up at state championships. And the only reason why I lost is because I wasn't mentally there. I psyched myself out. So because of that, I knew I had a God given talent. And I was like, yeah, bring it, let's go. I know I can go to the Olympics. I know I can do this. Yes. Well, it's just.
2: <laughs> I, um, I, your father. Um, I know that uh, you lost him when you were in high school, um, yeah. and, and I, I listened to you after after the match, after you won gold, talking about what this would mean for him. If he were here, what do you, what do you think he'd say to his little girl?
7: Oh, my gosh. He would say, I knew you could do it thank you for killing them because when he was in that side, he would say, kill them, kill them, <laughs> crush them, kill them. <laughs> and so, yeah, he would, yeah, no, I know. He,
2: he was pretty intense. He was super now, now intense. Now I see where you get it.
7: Yes, yes, of course. And he's like from Ghana, so like he came to America when he was 30 years old, so he's an emig- he was an immigrant. So yeah, like he, he loved it. He would be extremely happy.
2: I, I, it's, it's funny because when you approached A few moments ago, you were apologetic. You said, I don't know who you are because I don't watch television. I only watch anime. Uh, So yeah, that's right. I'm putting you on blast on national television. You said you only watched anime, which is cool. But I understand that there's also another part of the Japanese culture that you're really into. Is it true you bought your own karaoke machine? To the Olympics that you packed a karaoke machine. Yes,
7: I did, because mental health is important and I needed to have an outlet. My video games and karaoke are something that I need. And I sang in Nakatagawa every single.
2: Ah oh! Yeah. We found the footage. Oh! We found the footage. What, the crud? <laughs> what are you what are you singing?
7: I don't know. Is that what Ellis
2: What's your oh. jam? Oh, you don't just sing, you dance.
7: Oh, I'm a performer. <laughs> what? I... I'm not good at singing, but I will perform on stage. Uh, (laughs) That's the best part about karaoke. I don't even know. I sing like so many dang songs. I don't even know. Like I don't have favorites. I just love having fun. That's probably. Oh, it's a Kuna Matata. That one's a Kuna Matata. (laughs) That one's Disney.
2: Tamir, we have so enjoyed having you. You represented Team USA very well, and we certainly hope to see you again in Paris, Okay.
7: Oh, 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 oh. I'll try. Yeah, and then
2: (laughs) your dad's smiling down. And all those people watching in Florida as well. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you. you. Thank you. Chanel?
4: I love that, my spirit animal. animal. We love her.
0: I think we should get her to come and co host The Third Eye. Yes,
4: Absolutely. Tell her, will she come back and do some karaoke with us, Craig? Tell her we're inviting
2: her. She do it. They want you to come <laughs> to the plaza and do karaoke. Uh, what now? Not now. Now, no, no, now. I do. No, it. Right in a couple days. I am on my When you get back we'll, home, we'll, I hear it.
7: No, I hear right now. <laughs> no, no, we can't do it now because we don't have the machine.
2: We're I get have the, my the, machine. No, no, no. You can't go <laughs> get your <the> machine <laughs> now. <laughs> right. because we have commercials we have to get to. Okay, I'll be your commercial. Wait, Wait, I'm, I'm hey, Craig.
0: Hey, Craig. Why don't you take a little time off? Why don't you take a little time off and just let hers fill in? This is unbelievable. She can do it already. Gosh, I, I love do her, do she'll do be do back do on it. the third eye I've no lived problems. on less
1: sleep And that's when
4: she's (laughs) tired. I know she's amazing. So nice to meet her. She'll be back. All right, we're going to take a turn for a moment. This is a treat. We wanted to take a break from the Olympics for just a second because we have an exclusive announcement from the Duchess of Sussex herself, Meghan Markle. She turns forty today. There you go. And today she is celebrating by launching a new initiative. It's called Forty X Forty, and it's all about helping women get back to work. And that is especially important now with so many women leaving the. Workforce because of the pandemic. So, <laughs> Megan asked 40 activists, athletes, artists, and world leaders to donate their time to mentor women. How awesome is that? Some of those participating, Adele said yes. Jose Andre said yes. Stella McCartney, and so many more. So, if you want to see that video again or find out more information, we're told 40x40. 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 You can head to today.com. Pretty cool way to Absolutely. celebrate. And now I feel
3: guilty. Yes. You no, know, you know what? Your ice cream on the couch. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you got two kids and one more in the way. Yeah, you're exempt.
3: Okay. Good. Coming up next, a look at how cats, meow, became a treasured part of the Japanese culture and the meaning behind those raised paws. Natalie Morales joins us live to trace the history of the feline fascination.
1: And then a little bit later,
3: Craig's better half,
1: Lindsay Zarniak, is live to tell us about her Olympic show. It's unlike anything you've ever seen before. We'll give you the details when we come right back. So, are you the cat? He's the, the, the
3: cat. Miss Albee, the cat. Hey, oh, I got Carrie Underwood.
1: Right.
7: Join Hoda Kotb for a brand new
4: season of her podcast, Making Space.
8: I promise you, like me, will leave these conversations with some wisdom for your own journey,
4: empowered and inspired to make space in your own life. New episodes of Making Space with
7: Hoda Kotb are released every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Hi, everyone. I'm Jenna Bush Hager from Today with Hoda and Jenna and the Read with Jenna book club. There's nothing I love more than sharing my favorite reads with all of you, except maybe talking to the exceptional authors behind these stories. And that's what I'll be doing on my podcast, Read with Jenna. I'll be introducing you to some of my favorite writers. These conversations will leave you feeling inspired and entertained.
7: To start listening, just search Read with Jenna wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Our new favorite Olympian, Tamir Mensah, st- stuck around with me. Her quest to take my job continues.
7: So, <laughs> this is your line here. This next story is Perfect for athletes hoping for a good luck wow. at the
2: Olympics. Nathan Morales here to tell us how Japan came. I guess I mean they've really become crazy about cats. They here.
6: are crazy about cats. You've seen all the cat cafes throughout Tokyo, right? Well, this morning um, here in Japan, you know the beckoning cat has become a symbol of prosperity and good fortune. And I looked into where this cat craze came from and visited the temple where legend has it it all started. Japan is well-known to be the land of sushi and samurai, but among cultural icons, there is but one who is most well-known in Asian cultures, the lucky cat. The waving feline is actually Japanese, called Maneki Neko, which translates to beckoning cat. And he has been beckoning prosperity and good fortune for centuries. According to one legend, it all started here at the Godokuji Temple in Tokyo, when a local ruler was saved from a lightning bolt by a cat beckoning him into the temple for safety. Today, thousands of these cat statues are left here by visitors every year praying for good luck. This one left as a prayer for a healthy birth. And prayer cards adorned with maneki neko are also believed to make your wishes come true. A lucky cat with the left paw raised, supposed to bring wealth and good luck. The right attracts customers to a place of business. Perhaps some of Japan's cat folklore, though, comes from the animal's real historical significance, dating back to the early 1600s, when an imperial decree freed all cats in Japan as a form of pest control, primarily to protect the rice and silk farming industry. Cats have enjoyed revered status in Japan ever since. Most famous among them, Hello Kitty. But the lucky cat is seen just about everywhere in some form or another. In this Tokyo neighborhood, lucky cats dot the landscape. At this fish cake shop, a wish to bring in business.
8: It's supposed to attract a lot of customers.
6: And here at this cafe, cats are king. Cat themed pastries, a little art project Here's my Maneki Neko. Just next door, Tokyo's only Maneki Neko Mart, exclusively selling lucky cats of all shapes and sizes. If you needed any more evidence of Japan's cat worship, here in one of Tokyo's busiest areas, Shinjuku, a giant 3D screen was erected right before the Olympics, showing a huge lifelike cat. People come here all hours of the day to watch the cat or perhaps it is the cat watching over us. And for all the athletes, what better luck than lucky cats to bring them good fortune and success? Well, Tamira's got her bronze. She doesn't need any more good fortune. She's doing great, but here's how you decode the cat, the meaning with the paws again, the left paw, When it's raised, it's inviting wealth and good luck. The cats with the right paw raised is inviting customers and good fortune. I think you should just get one with both paws raised and you cover all your bases. And also there are different meanings to the colors of the cat. The um, white cat is supposed to symbolize purity. The black cat is to protect you from evil. The gold cat, as we have here, is for wealth, red for love blue for wisdom i mean they all have so many meanings so you have to be a real cat lover craig
2: yeah oh, i love <laughs> the cats you know me
6: yeah, i know you i, mean, I do know you <laughs> that moment,
2: thank you yeah. i want you to take one of these cats back back yes. with you okay that's our I gift yeah. to you
7: i like i like this I hope one. Craig's that's how you. you guys
4: what do you want we're going to bring you back some of these cats Absolutely. i want a cat we want prosperity health yeah. wellness, all that that's good
0: stuff right. this is inviting you viewers yes. <laughs> yeah, inviting
4: we love customers cats. and viewers
0: <laughs> that's right thank
4: you can yes. I stop doing this now? No. had us nope. doing this the whole time they were talking. It's, it's good for it. our biceps. <laughs> That's it. All right, coming up, these Olympics are a family affair in the Melvin home. Craig's wife Lindsay is live to fill us in on her new show. It's called On Her Turf. And then later, his turf is the wrestling mat. The athlete to watch who's hoping to add gorgeous. gold to his already oh, impressive career. And they're still going. <laughs> we're still going. You're inviting yes. viewers. Yes, we are. Yes. Okay. Tired. We'll be right back. We're inviting muscles
3: too. Wow. Well,
0: as you know, there's just one incredibly talented journalist <laughs> from the Melvin family who's, who's diligently covering these Tokyo Olympics. Uh, but the name's not uh, Craig, it's, it's actually <laughs> Lindsay Zarnia. <laughs> Lindsay Zarnia.
9: I love Al <laughs> Roger so much.
0: <laughs> of course.
9: So, of course, while
1: Craig's
3: been in Tokyo, Lindsay has been hosting a brand new show on Peacock. It's called On Her Turf. Yeah, it's super cool. It highlights the stories of female athletes as they compete at the Olympics, and it explores issues not often covered in sports media. <laughs> Lindsay joins us live from
4: the On Her Turf studio in Connecticut. Lindsay, good morning to you. Good morning. Hey,
9: guys. It's so good to see all of you. It's so awesome to talk. And, and Melvin. I said this is probably gonna be the longest conversation we've had in like two <laughs> in like weeks. Oh, that's funny.
3: So Facts.
4: Here's the thing, Facts. Lindsay. You've already spoken to countless current and former athletes like Carrie Walsh Jennings, Carissa Moore, Michaela Skinner. Talk about why you think it's so important to tell these
9: stories focus on the power of women in sports. You know, it's been, I would just describe it as, as powerful, honestly powerful, eye-opening, um, emotional at times and very important. That's what I've taken away from it. You know, we, we knew so many of these stories, what we would be talking about coming in, but to see these conversations develop, It has made me actually Chanel it made me really think about something I saw you do one time when you were telling a story because you Mm -hmm. were talking about activism with how to how to push it forward. Yes. And that's what so many of these conversations have ended up being of these women talking about the importance these these dominant athletes about Mm -hmm. how they can you know inspire future generations and also what needs to be changed. So this has been an assignment that honestly means more to me than a lot that I have ever done just because awesome. it's making me look at things through a very, very different lens and mm. especially also because I have a daughter you know and I have a son too, but it's just been really, really special. It's good.
2: Sweet, sweet, good to, get to see you outside the FaceTime. Oh, oh, you nice. were talking
0: to Lindsay, I thought you were
2: talking to me. <laughs> Shut up. The
9: only <laughs> in oh. his life. Oh,
2: okay. <laughs> what, what's, what's, com- what's coming up on the show this week?
9: Oh my gosh, we've got so much! Um, It's uh, by the way, I was hoping you'd wear your bucket hat. You look so cute. Um, Anyway, we've got a lot coming up, but what's been really cool is, you know, uh, the United States women's team—they're going to play for bronze. They play on Thursday, so they're facing Australia, and that's something. But all of these teams—volleyball, water polo—they've moved on and they've played so well, and so those are things that we're going to definitely be watching. Basketball as well. So the other cool thing, though, and um, and it feels funny to answer your question, Melvin, because. I feel like we're back to the days where we are working at WRC, which, by the way, we met when I came back from the Olympics. So that's a sidebar Aww, there. Which is true. I know. Cute. So I, I was walking in today, and I was like, it was making me, like, strangely emotional. I was Aww. like, this is a weird, random, like, full circle awesome thing. But um, back to your question, we're going to dive into more conversations. You know, we've talked a lot of, about, like, equal pay, different, different things that really resonate with these athletes. Uniforms. That was a fascinating mm. conversation. So... <laughs> Um, But there's a lot of action to watch as well. So,
2: well, you you you've made a new friend too. (gasps) There, your co-host.
9: I did. Yeah. So Melvin, I have I have missed you so much, but I've needed to talk to someone. And so this is Lola Jones. She's my new bestie. I um I love this woman. She's awesome. Also, like her perspective Lola is so Jones cool. Is,
1: yes. We've really been diving into a lot of things that only female athletes talk about behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. Like if Track awesome. and Field had a locker room, these are the things we're talking about. So it's kind of cool to share
9: that with the public. It's been amazing. Yeah, things that like you wouldn't normally talk about on television, we are able to talk about. That's and awesome. that has That's been awesome really cool, right? Oh, we're, we're so
1: excited good. to watch this week and yes. um Craig, I know you're you're still in Tokyo for a few more days, but Lindsay, what's the surprise you've got for him in the meantime? What's the <laughs> oh. what? What'd you say? What's the surprise you've got for him in the meantime? This Do you have a surprise
8: for Craig? It's a little video.
0: Let's roll I, yeah, Let's I roll the 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 surprise. Video. I was like, roll Well what the the surprise are you talking Hi, about?" Dad. Which guys? one? Is? I really miss
8: you. I I hope I get to see you in person
10: soon. And on Saturday, I'm gonna give you a really big hug. And I hope when you come back from your flight, you make a safe travel.
8: I miss you a lot. And are you gonna bring me Hello Kitty? <laughs> <laughs> What's
9: the first thing you're gonna do when you see Daddy?
8: I'll I'm gonna him. give him a huge hug.
3: And a, I'll give him a huge hug and probably never uh, ever, uh, ever uh, let go. Again. Mom, oh, never, oh, is, let go. is it still recording? <laughs> oh. That's so sweet. That's oh.
2: Makes it worth it, right? That's why we do it.
9: Oh, oh Lindsay, they're so adorable.
3: They really are.
9: And don't forget I that know. Hello Kitty. Now we're all like making sure to yes. bring that back. Hello Kitty. Or you could bring back a new cat. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. um, no, <laughs> they really I miss you. New cat. Yeah. New cat. <laughs> all right, Lindsay, my no fellow Jones girl. It was so great
4: to talk to you guys this morning. You Good to, to see, us, see you, sweetie. Keep three. us posted on what Craig nice brings home. I love you. I miss <laughs> you. you. All right. Love be love sure to too. catch on her turf on Peacock <laughs> streaming daily. cyber not every day you're co host. I love you. Yeah. sweet.
9: We should start that
2: around here. Oh my god. Surprise. Next,
0: yeah, you bet, an athlete to watch representing Team USA for the first time. A look at wrestler Kyle Dake's long journey to these games. Then later, inside a famous Japanese venue, a hollowed hall for the martial arts that also holds a special place in rock and roll history when the third hour of today continues.
4: I love you, Jen. I love you, Dylan. Love you. Love you.
2: This morning, one athlete to watch, a world champion who's making his Olympic debut. Tom Yama's back with his story, buddy.
5: Yeah, hey, Craig, a few months ago, I was flipping the channels on the TV when I first saw this intense wrestler, Kyle Dake, and I find out that his journey to Tokyo has taken his whole life. One of the greatest collegiate wrestlers ever, Kyle Dake. During the U.S. Olympic wrestling trials last spring, Kyle Dake wasted no time. And showcasing himself right away move out of the gate. Finishing off his opponent in the semifinals in 42 seconds. That's it. Kyle Dake, explosive. And moving on. The biggest match of his life was now in front of him. What's going on in your head at that moment? Just focus on myself. You know, I can't really control what he's doing. I feel like it's more of there's a task at hand. There's a problem in front of you. Go solve it. The challenge was getting by Jordan Burroughs, widely considered one of the best freestyle wrestlers of all time. Now the world will see gold around his neck. Jordan Burroughs, an Olympic champion. Winning gold in 2012 for Team USA and dominating the 74 kilos division, around 163 pounds, for a decade first
0: time they actually wrestled. Kyle Dake just finished his college career, won four national championships, and had another thing coming. Found out Jordan Burroughs was a lot different than the college wrestlers.
5: 10 minutes on the clock. Oh! Kyle Dake and Jordan Burroughs. And how many more times are we gonna see these guys oh battle God. over the next couple of years?
0: So if you look at Dake, I mean, this has been a process for him. It's been eight long years and it, and, and that rivalry started back in 2013 and uh, what a rivalry it's been.
5: And that's it. Dake and Burroughs battles have been legendary and at times controversial. Before the U.S. Trials, Burroughs had the upper hand, beating Dake five times in a row, but then this moment in 2017. Dake looking like he was going to be taken down, then flipping the script with a move known as a chest strap And that's going to be kyle Diggs. dake won that match and the confidence that came with it ultimately i didn't win the best two out of three but it was a really good learning experience for me and i think it really catapulted me into the tokyo games but dake would have to do it again now in the finals of the u.s trials looking to become the first to beat burroughs and represent the united states This time, Dake became the aggressor, the match going into the final seconds with Dake coming out on top. And Dake will finally dethrone Jordan Burroughs. Now an Olympian, Dake, a husband and father of two, coached by his own dad on the mat when he was growing up, credits a more holistic lifestyle and training regimen as a game changer. You feel you're a better wrestler now at 30 than you were at 21 when you were a national champion in college? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, most definitely 100% without a doubt. I, I feel like I'm 10 times better than that person and a lot of people are like, oh, you know, it's because you're older, have more experience. And I say for sure. That's definitely part of it, but I'm healthier and moving better than I've ever moved before ever at 30. The clock is ticking for Kyle Dake, but he says he's not done. He still has business to take care of in Tokyo. My lifelong dream wasn't to be an Olympian. My lifelong dream is to be an Olympic gold medalist. And we hope he reaches that dream. Freestyle wrestling is underway right now. Kyle Dake and a very stacked Team USA head into these games with a lot of talent and hopefully will come home with some medals, I And mean, Here's
2: the thing. This is a story that's close to your heart. We've, <laughs> we found some pictures of uh, a young Tom Yamas as a, as a wrestler. There you are. We've highlighted. This is at
5: Berlin Jesuit? Yeah, it is. This is uh, way back in 95, uh, 96. You guys dug into the archives here. Uh, so I, 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 you could tell I was a late bloomer. Uh, small stature <laughs> but I had a very big mouth and so it was either wrestling or broadcasting yeah. and uh, I'm glad I picked broadcasting. we're
2: glad you did as well we couldn't <laughs> find the footage but I'll glad show you some videos. moves in
5: the commercial break please don't it was do called it. the, the Tommy Yama's cradle <laughs> I'll, I'll put you in there.
2: Right. when we come back after the Yama's cradle inside a legendary venue with a rich martial arts history how it also became a shrine to rock and roll here in Japan the third hour continues right after this So there's a legendary martial arts venue here in Tokyo. It's called the Nippon Budokan that over the years has also earned its place in music history as well. And NBC's Ann Thompson is here to explain. This is a cool story.
8: It's very cool. And it's a really cool place, Craig. Budokan in Japanese means martial arts hall. And it is a hallowed place. But to music fans, it means rock and roll palace. With a roof inspired by Mount Fuji, and a structure reminiscent of Buddhist temples, Nippon Budokan is a shrine to Japanese martial arts, home to nine different sports. Here, judo debuted as an Olympic sport in the 64 games, the home country winning medals in all weight classes. Now, Budokan will host judo again, and the Olympic debut of karate. Yet this Center for Japanese Physical Wellness may be best known for its musical performances. The Beatles were the first to play Budokan in 1966, then a sacrilege to some Japanese. All we're doing is coming here and singing because we've been asked to. A dozen years after the four lads from Liverpool rocked this house, four guys from Rockford, Illinois put Budokan on the rock and roll map. Bassist Tom Peterson sings the riff that made Cheap Trick at Budokan legendary. Did you have any sense that night that you were making an iconic album?
0: No, we had no idea we were making an album at all.
8: The recording is now in the Library of Congress, cited as the cornerstone in the band's long and illustrious career. Peterson remembers it as a happy accident.
0: Something about it was organic, you know. We didn't know what was going on, we are hung over, are jet-lagged. If we knew it was going to be that successful, we would have put a lot more thought into it. But <laughs> we didn't and we <laughs> so there you go.
8: Music critic Morley Robertson says Budokan is the place to perform. What makes the Budokan a must-play place for rock and roll
0: acts? The acoustics are known to be splendid for uh, live acts. And another thing would be how close each person inside the Budokan feels to the stage. It's an intimate feeling.
8: The 15,000 seat venue hosting Dylan, Clapton, Prince, Pearl Jam, even Frank Sinatra. But it will always be associated with Cheap Trip. How did that album change the band's fortunes?
0: We had no fortunes before that, so anything was up. It changed everything.
8: Budokan still a place to make records in music and once again in sports. Now more recently, music icons like Mariah Carey, Janet Jackson and Taylor Swift have performed at Budokan and karate will make its Olympic debut at Budokan tomorrow. That's awesome.
2: I had no idea. Oh, it's so cool. It's it's a shame (laughs) we don't have enough
0: time to get you to play that guitar. Thank
8: goodness we don't have enough time.
2: (laughs) But next
0: time, uh, (laughs) Mr. Roker. Hey, thanks, Greg. Up next, we've got a taste of Tokyo right here on our plaza. Some delicious recipes you can try at home, including a Japanese twist on fried chicken. Mm. Third hour today, I'll be right back. That's great.
5: Dateline True Crime Weekly to get new episodes starting Thursday,
8: wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Welcome back. So Al is the only one who got to travel to Tokyo, and we're all a little jealous <laughs> because we saw some of the delicious food he was eating. Ah, uh,
4: yes. So this morning, we wanted to sample some authentic Japanese cuisine, too. So here to help is owner
1: of Besso right here in Manhattan, Maiko Kyoku. Good morning. morning.
10: It's so nice to have you. So the the name of your restaurant is Besso. Yes. What does that actually mean? So Besso means home away from home or vacation home in Japanese. Like it. And the idea behind it is that I wanted to share some of the flavors that I grew up eating at home. A lot of people think about sushi or ramen when they think about Japanese food, but. You know what you eat at home is so much, so so much more and I love so it. different. So awesome. I wanted to share well, that.
1: This all looks sure. delicious.
0: So I, I noticed there's a little fried chicken here. Yeah. Oh, karage. Yes. Yeah. So, so, what's the what's the tradition?
10: So, karage is Japanese fried chicken. Every dip it in family in Japan has the their own the unique recipe. Yes. Um, we make ours with a mm. traditional marinade and then we spice it with a, a home blend of moroccan spices Ooh. for a little twist
0: wait that, that is that so is good, good. Oh. i mean beautiful <laughs> what gives it the crunch oh my god so we
10: double fry um mm, so course. first at a higher temperature and then at a lower temperature oh, oh my gosh i love that <laughs> so good all right so next you have
4: Grilled romaine. Yeah, it's beautiful to see. First really of all, is. but you say the dressing makes it unique, right?
10: Yeah. So uh, we make a creamy sesame dressing in mm. house. It's something that I grew up eating at home, and oh, we have a it's piece of it here. Very comforting with the. I'm not going to do this gracefully, and char- but I want to try it. I know. So we want to try it. I've been obsessed with
1: grilled romaine lately. Yeah. And I feel like you can make it traditional mm. depending on the style of cooking. Mm-hmm. Yes, that Because dressing. of the dressing. Wow.
3: That is so. <laughs> good, and now I have food in my mouth, but Uh-oh. y'all, so good. This crispy the, rice salmon. Yes.
10: Looks amazing. <laughs> Tell so, us that tonight. is one of our signature dishes. Okay. It's a cross between a uh, rice ball called onigiri and sushi. And wow. so, we make sushi rice patties oh and fried them. <laughs> And then we put sushi topping on it. Is it hard to eat? It's in it's in downtown New York.
0: What's the sauce underneath?
10: Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a wasabi.
0: Wow,
1: that is delicious, oh my gosh. (laughs) I'm dying. <laughs> and I see pickles on this plate. Pickles are actually very common, very traditional.
10: Cuisine. So, um, we pickle everything mm-hmm. and um, Are these depending on the season different vegetables? Mm-hmm. Yes. So, so this is that's a pickle. pickled mushroom. That's actually a smoked daikon radish. It what? radish. Oh, it's not even a cucumber. a radish. Look at this guys. Mm. It's actually a regional pickle from Northern China. Oh, yeah. Japan. Is this a mushroom? That's burdock root. Mm. It's um it's a root vegetable. Are these oh. ingredients if, are you able to find a lot of these ingredients? Yeah. Um, you, in the neighborhood? You can find daikon radish at your local supermarket. Mm-hmm. Um, Burdock root at an Asian supermarket they're definitely I'm, available. I'm so happy you <laughs> shared this
4: with us because you said it earlier. You know people think ramen, they think sushi but there's so much My more. My gosh, yeah. and so delicious. <laughs> so many new flavors. I'm coming. And I'm taking <laughs> me too. for lunch. <laughs> Me too. This Thank is amazing.
1: So Thank you so much. Yeah. So, nice you. You. so nice to meet you and so nice to have you so here. Good. Uh peso, you're home away from home. Uh, yeah, bring the recipes right here. here onto the yeah. plaza. And of course, it is in Manhattan. And to find these recipes, if you want to just make it's it a place, go to today.comslash. We're planning a oh field trip to come visit here. Yes, we are. We'll be,
3: we'll be right back. We'll be
4: right back. That's good. All
3: right.
4: Oh, good. I know we're too busy. Okay, our producers told us we have to stop chewing, so I put my food <laughs> in. It's, it's really hard. Vodka. Oh my gosh! Oh, yes. Yes. I can't wait. All right, get Craig, we're gonna see you back here tomorrow, our friend.
2: That's right. By the way, tomorrow we're gonna go inside one sport that was born right here in Japan. We're talking sumo. Yeah.
3: Okay. Coming up next,
2: we're gonna introduce you to the sensational sisters going for golden golf.
0: We hope to see you here tomorrow. In the meantime, have a great day, have a everybody. Day, have some chicken. Let's
5: eat.